Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is, oh my God, what is it, October 15th. It is 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by our Director of Risk Management, Sean Bingham. Hello, Sean. How are you? Happy Friday. It is Friday. I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm wonderful. You know, today I thought we would talk about uh, natural gas. There's a, We're getting a ton of questions on natural gas from our customers. So I thought uh, you could give some good insight on what's happening there. But before we do that, I got two things for you real quick. One, you were doing that door project and I wanted to get an update <laughs> on that. But two, uh, I'm very happy. I know you're big. You were a a great football coach at one point, and uh, you are really into football. And I just wanted to let you know that tonight I'm going to the local high school's uh, homecoming game tonight, uh, Los Lomos, where Kevin actually went to high school, and uh, I'm going to see their homecoming game. I'm very excited, very excited. There is nothing like Friday night lights. It is fantastic. So, uh, well, good for you. Good for you. Get out and yeah. get out and support the kids in the local community. That's uh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I love it, and I, and I particularly love youth football. I think it's a great sport. Yeah. So, it'd be cool. Absolutely, it'll be cool. They'll probably win, but uh, well, hopefully they drop down a division, and so they're playing um, not as good teams. But we'll we'll just and the floats will be there. You know, the whole thing. It'll yeah, be fun. Homecoming. Yeah. Awesome. So how's that door project? I got to ask. <laughs> so uh, the door project, yeah, that was for, for our for our regular listeners. They may not know what you're talking about, but I blew a hole in the, uh, I took out a door in our living room that really had no reason to be there in the first place. I don't know why the builder put it there. When your wife was out of town. That's right. She was on yeah. uh, a girl's weekend and I didn't tell her I was going to do it. And uh, so the the catch up on that was yes, she was not very happy with me, but that is that has since passed. She seems okay with it, except for the fact that when I got it all boarded up and done uh, on the outside, I went to go get the cedar siding. And for anybody uh, in the procurement role, where there's probably a lot of people and the supply chain issues, you can't get cedar siding anywhere in Chicagoland. Oh my gosh. I've been on a back order for this stupid wood now for how, what's it, how long has this been, Mike? Four weeks? It's been two weeks, weeks, man. Two weeks. Okay. It seems like forever because I am reminded of it every day when my wife comes home and sees that I have a boarded up side of the house with a tarp over it because (laughs) I don't have, can't get any cedar siding. So if anybody's out there that has extra yes, cedar please. siding laying around please in their garage uh, in the Midwest. Please let me know. Please I can reach use out. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a, it's supply chain issues are everywhere. So yes, real life story. And I, myself from a personal uh, example, I know how much uh, wives hate tarps over things. So um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's a bad situation. And speaking of a bad, potentially bad situation, uh, natural gas. Uh, so uh, I thought today we could give our listeners an update on what's happening with natural gas um, and uh, maybe give some uh, ideas of what to expect moving forward. 
And uh, as everybody out there knows, uh, we do have some systematic models that are that uh, help with different uh, futures. And uh, boy, if you have an interest in in that type of stuff from natural gas, we can help. So why don't you give people a, an a outlook of kind of what you're seeing and, and what to expect? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the you know what's happened in in the entire energy complex, uh, I think, is pretty straightforward. We've had a uh, change of administration that is uh, less friendly fossil fuels, and we've had some changes. And of course, the price of energy has been slowly grinding higher, uh, pretty much uh, since we've had that change. And and now we recently spiked uh, above six dollars in nat gas. And I was speaking with uh, a buddy of mine in the who is pretty. Uh, well involved in the energy industry, but that's hard to say. Uh, and yeah, okay. <laughs> easy for me to say, right? And so right. one of the things he mentioned to me, and this is probably not uh, common knowledge uh, in the food and bev industry, but one of the things that had happened or they believe happened, can't pin this down, was um, it's pretty common for traders in uh, nat gas to trade the spread between the European version of Nat Gas, which is the uh, Dutch TTF hub, versus uh, our own uh, uh, New York Henry uh, Henry hub contract. So when those spreads mm-hmm. widen out, uh, arbitrage traders uh, step in and and trade those spreads until they get back to normal levels, and then they take those trades off. Well, what happened was uh, supposedly one firm. Uh, I won't mention the name because I can't really confirm this happened, but I think there's some merit behind it. Became very, very short the uh, European version of natural gas, the TTF contract, and was buying the Henry Hub contract. And that got blown out. And well, what's happened is their their nat gas prices have gone up 400%, while ours have gone up, gone up 200%. And so uh, when you're a what I would call a mean reversion trader, an arbitrage trader, those kind of two, three standard deviation moves are are going to blow a lot of people up, and I think that's exactly what happened. They, they got finally got tapped on the shoulder to exit that that position, and I think that was the the uh, roughly six sixty high uh, that we saw uh, on, back on October sixth, and so we've got we've it. come off that level. Uh, since then, but we're still, we're still, you know, in the upper, upper fives, lower sixes. So whether that, you know, whether that was the actual case for that blow off top, like I said, I think there's some merit behind it. Uh, If, if in fact it is true, that probably set the high, at least for the near term for Nat Gas, uh, more likely to, uh, to drift lower. Now, you know, the other, the other subject obviously though is, the you know the, the political winds that are blowing are probably going to hold natural gas well above you know four dollars uh, going forward uh, for a while, and that's you know the the idea that we're going to see you know uh, three dollar nat gas again is is probably unrealistic, and I think mm-hmm. the danger here is that we you know well one of the frightening things is and one of the things he pointed out to me was some of the reaction of these really high prices in in Europe and 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 in Britain where they're they're very uh, reliant on natural gas 
they've had at least nine energy uh, energy supply companies uh, implode here because they're on a fixed wow. they're on a fixed pricing mechanism to customers that they reset uh, to my understanding about every six months. So they were probably selling natural gas, you know, in our terms in the uh, twos and threes and having to pay fives and six for it. And you just can't do that very long before you go bankrupt. And so uh, so there has been a, a real devastation in the European energy and distribution industry. And that's going to have some long term effects for sure. You know, another reason that we're, we're not going to see nat gas just shoot right back down to the three three dollar level, even though we have enormous supplies of natural gas in the United States. Uh, I think EIA said, uh, you know, back in the last I saw in 2019, we have 500 trillion cubic feet of natural gas in this country. And that compares to 2000 when we had about 200 uh, trillion cubic feet. So it's not a, in, in the case of natural gas, this is not a supply issue. It is a it is a getting, you know, it is a political, you know, pretty much a political issue about whether we want to use it or not. And uh, the scary thing, at least the reaction in Europe, unfortunately, was the answer to the energy crisis over there is not to go pull more and more natural gas out of the ground. It's to put up more windmills and solar. And so um, I think right now, uh, we're probably going to continue to exacerbate the problem, both in Europe and probably here as well, until we get a real crisis. And, uh, you know, what does that mean? I mean, we, we saw $14 nat gas back in, I believe it's 2000 and early 2000, maybe 2003. So, you know, maybe we have to have that again before, before we have the political winds change and people say, you know what, we can't, we can't rely on, on some of these uh, renewable fuel solely. We need to we need to go pull some of this stuff back out of the ground. Right. So uh, that's going to put a floor on prices for a while, the way I see it. And I think uh, a, a a range of expectations for natural gas is more likely going to be you know the four to five dollar range than the than the three to four dollar range for the next year or two. Got it. All right. Uh, anything else on natural gas, or we should we let folks get ready for their weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I would say uh, if on for folks uh, that do have exposure to natural gas, if you're thinking about, you know, what are the next steps coverage-wise, I would say, again, we have probably seen the peak uh, in prices for maybe the next six or nine months. Now, weather is going to be a big deal. They're already predicting a, a colder winter uh, globally uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. If we get a little warmer, we could see prices come down a little bit more. But obviously, if it's colder, it, it could be a bigger problem. Supplies are about 13% below where they were last year in the United States, about 5.5% below the five-year average. So I would say for those with risk, uh, I would not be looking to to lock in a bunch of nat gas here, uh, anything with a high five or six handle. But at the same time, you know, until we get what probably could be a capitulation in prices, you know, maybe further down the road, I would have a quick, uh, I would have a get out price that if we got back, I, I wouldn't waste any time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to hold meetings for a month trying to decide if we're going to buy gas longer term uh, if it's shooting higher. So that, that would be my recommendation okay. uh, on the nat gas side. Cool. 
Well, it sounds like a lot of volatility <laughs> and a reason for risk management strategy. Definitely, <laughs> definitely a lot of volatility. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. You've got to, you know, when when that gas was three dollars, and, and you know, maybe it wasn't a big spend, but at at double that cost, it's it's double the spend, and uh, it may be there for a while. Cool. Well, great. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you, Sean. Uh, those that are interested in a little bit more information on how we can help you on natural gas, give us a, give us a ring. You can also check out our website at McKinney-Flavelle.com. Guess what? On October 27th, uh, Kevin and Nicole will be doing our far, uh, see, I can't even talk, our fall market outlook. <laughs> There you go. And we'll be looking at sugar, corn, sweeteners, and soybeans and what to expect moving forward. So you can register at our website. Uh, just go mckinney-flavelle.com and you can register and we'll see you there. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't take it for granted. And until next time. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Have a great weekend. Oh, thank you. You too, Mike. Take care. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.